my beautiful Tropicanas. Welcome back to the Ricardo Project, the podcast where we watch through I Love Lucy episode by episode, and we talk about its historical, comedic, and emotional impact. My name is Dana, and I'm so glad that you've joined me today for episode 18 of season one, Breaking the Lease, which premiered 70 years ago today, February 11th, 1952. Before we get started, I want to shout out one of my listeners, Jeff, who very lovingly provided a correction from last week's episode. I mentioned um, the Society Matrons League, and I I incorrectly said that it was the follow-up to the Wednesday Afternoon Fine Arts League. But Jeff very lovingly pointed out that the Society Matrons League is actually from Pioneer Women. It's the women's club they wanted to join um, in that episode and not, in fact a club that they ever were members of. So thank you, Jeff, for pointing that out and being so kind about it. Anyway, on to the episode. Here's what happens in Breaking the Lease. We open on the most precious little gang gathering. The Mertzes and the Ricardos are singing together. They're all giving each other tons of compliments. They're being super physically affectionate. Ethel is at the piano. Ricky is hamming it up with these barbershop-style song endings. Lucy and Fred are hugging and dancing. I love this. This is great. They're about to launch into their next number, Sweet Sue, when Lucy flags that it's 2 a.m. And maybe that's a problem, but everyone basically tells her to shut up and that it's fine. Fred even says that if anyone has a problem, they can call the landlord because that's him and he doesn't care. Are you familiar with the concept of Chekhov's gun? It's a phrase explaining a theatrical invention that if a gun is introduced At the beginning of a play, it will be fired by the end. If you didn't know before, you'll start seeing this everywhere. Actually, now it's kind of popular to plant these fake checkoff guns. Yellow Jackets on Showtime did this a lot. There were fake outs all over their first season. But Chekhov's gun is commonly used to kind of tell us what to expect. And the writers in this instance go into what I'm going to refer to as Chekhov's friendship because they are really hitting how fabulous it is to be friends with each other. Ethel says that the Ricardos have taken perfect care of their apartment. And Lucy says that's because the Mertzes gave them a perfect apartment to begin with. It's very hammy, over-the-top, lovey-dovey. It's the standard perfect comedy setup for them to have some sort of big, horrible fight. Basically, by ratcheting up their friendship to a 10, it will make the drop to a 1 a heck of a lot funnier. And this is a common convention we see all the time. Kind of the most well-known version of this is when someone says, like, what could happen? And then the thing happens. Again, it's that young Frankenstein moment where he says, could be worse, could be raining, and then the thunder starts. So... The four best friends in the world begin singing Sweet Sue, and Lucy and Fred dance and hug. It's just so cute. I mean, I just, my heart grew watching this little scene. It was so sweet. It really looks like Lucille Ball is genuinely enjoying William Frawley, and I know that they were a little suspicious of him at the beginning, so it just kind of warmed my heart to see them loving each other so much. I'm going to choose to believe that this was art imitating life. The Mertzes decide after singing Sweet Sue that it's time for bed, and they head out in different directions, which made me laugh very hard. <laughs> Ethel goes left in the hall, and Fred goes right. And it's just a goof. It, it's not any kind of actual character commentary, but I love those little goofs. They're pretty uncommon, and I love Lucy. They do a really good job. But since they shot as much like a play as possible, it's not like they would go back and reshoot for such a little misstep. 
and I love finding them. Lucy starts cleaning up while Ricky starts up again with Sweet Sue. And Lucy joins in and she plays the beat on the piano. They are getting a little raucous, but you know, it's not any more raucous than they were 30 seconds ago with the Mertzes. Suddenly, they hear a tapping on the floor, which, if you've lived in an apartment, you know is universal apartment code for, knock it off, I hate you, you're ruining my life. The phone rings, and it's Ethel. And in the two minutes since she left the Ricardo apartment, she has fully changed into her robe, and she is pissed about the noise. And before you think sitcom logic, as I have argued many times when something abrupt or strange happens in I Love Lucy... The writers have already thought about that because Lucy herself notes that this change in attitude is very, very fast. They hang up and Lucy says to Ricky that Ethel will be over it tomorrow. They think nothing of it. The Ricardos get ready for bed and Lucy, ever the glamour puss, brushes her hair a hundred times, which the first time I saw this episode, I too tried to brush my hair a hundred times. It takes years off your life. (laughs) I don't recommend it. Lucy opens a window so she can go to bed. Ricky comes in and he slams it closed. And Lucy and Ricky go back and forth on this a few times, far more than the rule of three. And I felt very seen in this moment because this is a fight that my husband and I have all the time. I want to basically be shivering like the little match girl before getting under as many covers as possible. And my husband likes to sleep like a normal person. The Ricardo fight, and truly the fight of all married couples, is ended abruptly when Fred, in a Rip Van Winkle-style nightcap, calls to complain about the racket. And this is the first real crack that we see in the Ricardos, because they hang up from this phone call and they call the Mertz's lousy landlords. They get into bed, and we hear a faucet dripping, the cause of many a descent into madness in adulthood. You remember when we were kids... And we thought being a grown-up was going to be all about eating cookies and going to bed whenever you want, but it's really just being driven to the brink of a breakdown by a minor inconvenience like every single day. So Ricky is, understandably, clearly bothered by the faucet dripping. Lucy wakes up too, and they have a very funny little bickering scene where they try to argue over who should fix it before they decide to ignore it. They try to sleep, but it makes Ricky so anxious and... I'd like to pause here and say that this is actually very good filmmaking because they zoom in slowly while the drip seemingly gets louder and the panic in Ricky's eyes increases. And it freaked me out too watching it. My anxiety was off the chart. This is like very good classic horror movie Twilight Zone style. I mean, this is before Twilight Zone, but Twilight Zone style cinematography. I was super impressed with it. So Ricky screams, I can't stand it anymore. And he has a full meltdown in the bathroom trying to stop this drip. And it's a very earned meltdown because of the aforementioned great filmmaking. The Mertzes call again, and Lucy yells at them about their antique plumbing. And they're going at it when we hear a flood of water because, alas, Ricky is no plumber. He comes out and he's completely soaked in water and there's more yelling and Ricky says they're moving out and he slams the phone down. Lucy calls Ethel right back just to insult her piano playing and then we cut to the next day. Ethel enters the Ricardo apartment and she and Lucy make this big show about calling each other Mrs. Mertz and Mrs. Ricardo. 
Ethel asks when they're leaving, and Lucy says very shortly. And Ethel, with a cold pettiness that is honestly aspirational, asks how Lucy will be paying the next five months' rent, because it turns out they have a lease they have to honor. Go figure. And then Ethel just walks out of the apartment like a stone-cold fox. It's so impressive. Ricky comes in from the bedroom, and Lucy explains the five months' rent and that they're trapped at 623 E 68th Street. In a twist of roles, Ricky takes on the schemer position, albeit briefly, and he says they have to break the lease and be kicked out. And Lucy smiles that classic smile, and then we cut to her stomping around and slamming things on the ground. Ricky comes in stomping, too, which is a very silly visual, and I really liked it. And and they go nuts in this scene trying to be nuisances. Lucy takes a riveting hammer to a trash can lid on the ground before noting that she has a schedule to keep, which includes prank calling Ethel and making fun of all of her jewelry. <laughs> Lucy says that they're almost there and that Ricky needs to make a lot of noise when he gets home after closing the club that night, but... Ricky says he's going to be home incredibly late because his band has to rehearse. And Lucy suggests having rehearsal at the apartment, a 16-piece big band rehearsing in a one-bedroom apartment. I love it. Ricky, of course, says yes, and again we cut, and there's a lot of scenes in this episode, I'm realizing. Anyway, we cut to a giant rehearsal complete with two ladies dancing wildly, more on them in the historical notes, and we find out it's 4.30 a.m. New York is so fun. Lucy and Ricky are very pleased with themselves. A random man pops up and says, this is swell, and and Lucy and Ricky don't know who he is, but who cares? The more, the noisier. It turns out that Fred and Ethel are selling tickets in the street for a Ricky Ricardo jam session, which again, <laughs> good one, Mertz's, because A, way to make money off of the Ricardo scheme, and B, that means they haven't heard a lick of it and that this noise has all been for nothing. But then two new ladies confirm that they're back inside because it was too cold out there. So they decide to play the Mexican hat dance, which is apparently kryptonite for the Mertzes, because Fred and Ethel show up very shortly after, covered in plaster from the ceiling. Fred has a light fixture around his head, and Ethel looks so mad, and Fred looks so sad, like he's going to cry, my poor little Freddykins. They give in, and they hand over the Ricardo's lease. We cut again, to the Ricardos packing. And Ricky is inexplicably packing things into a barrel? Was this a thing back in the day? Someone help me. The Ricardo Project at gmail.com. Please tell me if this is a way that people used to pack up their apartments. Ricky finds a picture of the foursome together in Atlantic City, and Lucy refuses to throw it away. They have some things that belong to Fred and Ethel and are clearly getting a little sad about leaving. And right then, the door buzzes, and the Mertzes have arrived, looking all depressed and carrying some of Lucy and Ricky's things. They begin the exchange of belongings, just like you do after every breakup. And Lucy starts to cry, and it breaks the dam a little bit. Ricky, in a classic 50s man show, tells Fred that he doesn't care, but it looks like Lucy might want to stay. And Fred, matching Ricky's penchant for refusing to share that he loves his friend, says, oh, it's up to Ethel. This was before the term bromance, so I'll give this a pass. 
But truly, Ricky and Fred are the original bromance, right? We all know this. Lucy and Ethel both cry in agreement that they don't want to leave, and they sign a new long lease so they never get kicked out. And that's the episode. So what did we think? I'll be honest, compared to last week's episode, this one is just okay for me. There's tons of fun visual jokes. The rhythm is really different, and I do always love when the Mertzes and the Ricardos fight. It's it's a fun dynamic, and it often allows the Mertzes to be as center stage as the Ricardos, but this episode feels a little one-sided for me. The Mertzes are presented as these grumps who turn on a dime, and the Ricardos are the only ones that we actually get to see plot and scheme. And the Mertzes do stuff like selling the tickets, but it's all off stage. So I'm hopeful that future episodes will follow, that follow this format will um, will have a more 50-50 split. And, and like I said, rhythmically, it's very different. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just something that I'm noticing when I'm watching with a more critical eye. There are so many scenes compared to a standard episode, and it's really loud and raucous. And again, those aren't bad things. I guess I just never realized how composed a regular episode of Lucy felt. I'm used to a bit of a slower burn, I guess. And usually a standard episode of I Love Lucy starts out relatively calm and goes up, 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 kind of like riding a roller coaster, and then you drop at the end. But this episode starts really big, and it it it's it's not that they don't go anywhere, it's just that it's not as impactful to me. I guess because this was at a level 10 so early on, it, it felt like even though they did ratchet things up, there there's no way to continuously raise the stakes because they started so high. But there are some great moments in this one. It's certainly not bad. I really, really love any episode where they really show that the while the Mertzes and the Ricardos are married couples and they're in a partnership, the relationship in their friendships, the relationship between Lucy and Ethel and Fred and Ricky really propels a lot of the show. And in many ways, we've said this before, like the truest love story in the show is between Lucy and Ethel. And I think this episode does a nice job of examining that. So I definitely think it's worth a watch. We're just about to go on a bit of a run of episodes that I particularly really love. So I just think it just pales in comparison to what I know is coming and what we just watched last week. So on to some historical notes. The Mertzes and the Ricardos sing two songs at the beginning before they start fighting. They sing, I want a girl just like the girl that married a dear old dad and sweet Sue. And both of these songs, I'm sure you noticed, come back in future episodes. There's an episode where Fred's old vaudeville partner comes to town, which is one of my secret favorites. It's just very sweet. And they sing, I want a girl just like a girl that married dear old dad. And in the episode, Mr. and Mrs. TV show, where Lucy and Ricky do a show for Phipps Department Store, one of Lucy's great uh, intentional screw-ups. Lucy sings Sweet Sue kind of to herself in her apartment, and that's what Ricky uses to convince her to join the show with him. And then the two ladies who were dancing in the Ricardo apartment are two gals we will also see again, and one actually we've already seen. So the brunette who was on the left was Hazel Pierce, who guested in 19 episodes, the most of any guest star we've profiled so far. And we've talked about Hazel before. 
She was in the quiz show as Mrs. Peterson and was Lucy's stand-in for years. And she's back again. I feel like we should kind of play spot the hazel. I mean, she comes up so often. She'll be back for Fred and Ethel fight in just a few episodes. The blonde on the right was Barbara Pepper. And she was an old friend of Lucille Ball's from their days as Goldwyn girls. And her story is actually quite sad. So she had a really lovely career in Hollywood as one of these glamour girls in movies. In 1949, her husband of six years and the father of her two sons was killed in a motorcycle accident, which led to Barbara's depression, a drinking problem, loss of work, and weight gain that led to her roles just completely changing. While I don't think that weight gain should be categorized at all in the same area as depression or a drinking problem, it led to a huge change in what her career looked like from what it was. And that was very difficult for her. And that contributed again further to the depression and the drinking problem. So it was very cyclical. So her career kind of transitioned. She went on the Gracie Allen show. She was on quite a few shows, but it was all very different. It was bit parts and these kind of side characters, and they didn't, people didn't really know what to do with her. But she stayed really good friends with Lucille Ball all through this. And it's rumored that once B. Benadaret was out of the running for Ethel Mertz, that she was one of the other choices and perhaps even the next choice, but she was a heavy drinker. And William Frawley had already been cast. And I guess it seems that they thought that two hard drinkers on set would be just too much, which is very sad if that's, the, if that's true. Um, despite this, the team at Desilu continued to give her roles in I Love Lucy throughout the show's run, ultimately being on 10 episodes, most notably in the episode where Lucy gives birth to little Ricky. She plays the nurse at the hospital who gets scared by Ricky's makeup at the end. She guested on several shows, The Jack Benny Show, Green Acres, and Pennycoat Junction, starring our beloved B. Benadaret. She died very young at the age of 54 due to a coronary issue, which was likely related, again, to her drinking problem. She was beautiful, she was talented, and her life was very, very sad in many ways. But we will see her nine more times. Far less tragic is next week's episode. That was a terrible segue. Wow, I have no way to segue out of that. Barbara's story is so sad. And also, I'm really happy that we're going to get to see her quite a few more times. I have no way to end this except that I'm glad that her friendship with Lucille Ball led to her having work with people who cared about her. And I hope that at the end, she knew she was loved and, you know, she worked up until the end. She worked, she worked up until the end. And I think that that was probably from my limited research on her. It seems like that was very grounding for her. And I hope that that's the case. So anyway, next week we are watching episode 19, the ballet. We are, um, beginning a run of episodes that were on my Lucy tapes that my dad taped for me from Nick at Night as a kid. Um, and so uh, this is kind of the first time that we're really hitting an episode besides Lucy Writes a Play that I have seen multiple times. This is the first episode I grew up watching. Um, and it's the ballet. And the logline for the ballet is, wanting to be in the new act at Ricky's Club, Lucy practices as a ballerina and then has a lesson in burlesque.
This episode is pretty iconic. We're going to talk about comedic history next week, so stay tuned for that. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I have um, a couple links below, ways to get in contact with me, as well as links to my bookshop.com bookstore if you want to join the I Love Lucy book club and um, pick up a couple of books. Every book sold on bookshop.org benefits a local bookstore and also benefits the podcast. So take a little look if you'd like. Take, um, Take a purchase. If there's something that isn't on there that you think is relevant, and should be in that bookshop, I would love to hear from you with that information. You can reach me on Instagram at the Ricardo Project or at the Ricardo Project at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please take the time to subscribe, rate, and review. Yada, yada, yada. You know the drill. I really appreciate it. And we will see you next week for the ballet. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to The Ricardo Project. It means more to me than you know. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe or rate and review this on Apple Podcasts. It helps more folks find the show. And it really means a lot to me. (laughs) If you would like to reach out to me for any reason whatsoever, I would absolutely love to hear from you. It would be my pleasure. You can reach me at The Ricardo Project on Instagram or by email at thericardoproject at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week.